The first game of 2023 approaches, and it's finally time to make a record prediction for the Ducks in 2023. I think they're getting 10 wins. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks. If you have not already, as the season approaches, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, please and thank you wherever you listen to or watch this show, which today is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. We have my guy here, Max Torres. He is at M Torres Sports on Twitter, Fan Nation at Sports Illustrated, covering the Ducks, Ducks Dish podcast. He's all over the place. I can think of no better person to go through game by game and predict the outcome before the games actually start. We're just two days away, Max. Today's Thursdays. The show airs. The game is on Saturday. I'll be able to watch it live. I cannot wait. Should we just dive right into it and talk about why Oregon's losing to Portland State on Saturday? It's going to be a bummer. It's going to be such hey, a <laughs> No one sees it coming but us, man. I don't know why everyone's not I on know. this wave. People who haven't talked about the Ducks every day for the last eight months don't know why Portland State, a low-level Big Sky opponent, is actually going to come in. No, that's not going to happen. So let's uh, let's start with that game. We're going to go game by game. We're just going to make our predictions, talk about them, and what we think the biggest keys will be and the biggest games that will kind of define the season as well. Starting with uh, this Saturday, I have no concerns, none whatsoever. There are FCS programs that would give me more pause but there is no FCS program I think can give Oregon a push right now because they're trying to be in the upper level of the FBS, and I don't think there's going to be any issue here. I think the only questions for Saturday are by how many points, how early do you get the starters out of there, and who looks good for 2024 and beyond. Yeah, it's it's not so much a question of how they're going to win, but yeah, like you said, how much. The last time the Ducks played Portland State was back in 2018. They won that game by a score of 62-14. to 14. And then I think Oregon fans are looking for a little bit more of a semblance of what we saw last year when the Ducks played Eastern Washington in week two. They won that game 70 to 14. So I think, yeah, you want to blow the doors off of Portland State, get the starters out early uh, and rested for that week two trip to Lubbock and uh, get some of these true frosh, some snaps that will uh, give us a better feel, hopefully, of what they, uh, what they have in store for this year. Look at Max in touch with the lingo, the true frosh. That's slang for true freshman or an abbreviation for those of us who are of an older generation. Um, I think Max and I are the same age, though technically I'm, I'm older. Yeah, anyway, uh, I think I'm older than you. Anyway, so I, I think we're in agreement there. Week two is when things get spicy. And, and this is a game that I have been harping on for months about it can't be overlooked. Like there are so many great Pac-12 games. Utah, USC, Washington, Oregon State. And then you have, you know, games that could be fun. Washington State, Cal, Arizona State, Colorado, and Stanford are the other ones. But this Texas Tech game, Max, is going to be probably one of the tougher games for Oregon to win this season. Doesn't mean they can't do it. But this is going to be a challenging matchup. They are just about a three-point favorite down in Lubbock. It is telling that we're a road favorite at all. It means that Vegas likes us. But 
Washington is going to play Michigan State, who I don't think is as good as Texas Tech this year based on the season they had a year ago. Maybe they bounce back a little bit. But Washington is an 11.5-point road favorite at Michigan State. Like This game is going to get overshadowed by Texas and Alabama, but I think it could be a great game, and it's just a big statement opportunity for the Ducks. And before we get to our predictions for for, for that game from a win-loss standpoint, I I just kind of want your thoughts on on going down to Lubbock to face the Red Raiders. Yeah, I think it's a a game that really checks off that uh, non-conference hype game, right, for Oregon. Uh, It's not going to match what the Ducks had last year with Georgia. There was a lot of hype, and then I think, you know, a little bit into that game, it kind of just got deflated. Um, But I think it's going to kind of match with that uh, BYU game from 2022 uh, a, a team a quality team uh that the ducks are going to be tasked with slowing down that have a pretty good quarterback and former duck tyler shuck um see that i love i've been saying that a couple times and it, it, it really sounds <laughs> nice um because you wouldn't think that it would sound like that with the way his name spelled but no i mean that guy has so much i feel like that he wants to prove um everyone's getting on that stat that you mentioned last time we talked i think on my show about uh, they're, they're undefeated when he starts and finishes uh, a game. So it really looks like he has kind of uh, found himself again, reinvented himself, maybe not to the same degree of Bo Nix because Bo Nix had some success at Auburn, but Tyler Shuck, it was just a rough ride for the most part uh, in Eugene. So I think it's an exciting game. It's a really good road test. I, I like that they have a quality road test before the Pac-12 slate, and uh, it's certainly uh, going to be a fun one. Yeah, I I do think the Ducks get this done. Now, this game, along with one other one, is what I am declaring a contingent prediction or contingent pick. So when I look at Oregon's schedule, I I see the USC and Oregon State games, or sorry, the USC and the Utah games, and the Washington and and the Texas Tech games, and you throw an Oregon State into the mix. Those are kind of the biggest games that are going to decide whether or not Oregon gets back to the Pac-12 championship game and everything. And with the way the Pac has set up this year and how good it is and where the matchups are, my theory, I would love to be wrong here, but what I'm going with for my official 2023 prediction at this point in time until I'm given evidence to the contrary, because if Oregon is suddenly playing Utah and Cam Rising isn't playing or Michael Penix isn't playing at Washington because of an injury, yeah, obviously that changes the circumstance and such. But right now, I think between Texas Tech and Washington – which are both road games, and Utah and USC, which is a really tough road game and a tough home game, I think they're going to split those two. And they're closer together, which is why I've grouped them that way, and also just, I think, the caliber of the matchup there. So I think we beat Texas Tech, and unfortunately, again, I'm so hoping I'm wrong, but I think winning at Washington is going to be tough. Like winning two quality road games like that is hard. But if we lose to Texas Tech, I think we'll be able to go up to Washington and win because I think Oregon is good enough to go 2-0 and in those games. I think it's more likely than 0-2, but I think the most likely outcome is they split. So I'll take a win over the Red Raiders and a loss at, at Seattle. What do you think about week two against Texas Tech? Yeah, week two against Texas Tech, I think, is a game I, I'm going to go ahead and give Oregon the win here. Um, I, I think that... The, the margin of the win is is where there's more questions, Spencer, because we just don't know what this team looks like yet. And they could just eviscerate Portland State. And I still don't know 
if I would have that much more confidence in that game just because it's, you know, like a practice squad. Um, you know, I get, I don't know. I don't want to be too mean to Portland State, but the point I'm making is that they could do really well and we still don't know how much we can take from that game because it's just not a quality opponent. Um, but that said, I think that is still going to be a good opportunity for them to kind of iron out some of the kinks, get some of these guys comfortable playing together, whether that's in the secondary, which I think is going to look a lot different from last year or along that offensive line. But uh, give me give me a win for Oregon over Texas Tech. But the margin uh, is up in the air, and I think it really is going to going to hinge on, on how well that uh, off, the defense, excuse me, can get after Tyler Shuck and, um, you know, slow them down, because I think that's what the Red Raiders are kind of riding on going into the season is the strength of their offense. I, I liked your comparison to the BYU game from last year because I think that with the way the Cougars had played in the first couple of weeks, they were the number 12 team in the country coming in Autzen Stadium. It was kind of a, a, a statement, show me what you're made of, show me what you have sort of game. And Oregon demonstrated their full potential, which they didn't reach over the course of the entire season, but they did beat the Pac-12 champs and they did curb stomp BYU, who had been playing well 38 to seven was the score at one point. I think the final score was like 41 to, to 20, but the game got out of hand there uh, pretty quickly. So I assume you also think we'll be able to take care of Hawaii like I do uh, in, in week three at Austin, no issues there. And then conference play. I mean, I, I am right in, in assuming that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the little pause just for dramatic effect. Always a fun time with uh, my guy, Max, but we have to get to PAC 12 play. Cause there are a lot of big, big games in PAC 12 play. If you wanted to go to them, game time would be the place to go because you need to forget about booking tickets months in advance and everything, buying tickets to your favorite event. It shouldn't be stressful. And with game time, it's easy and they've got tickets up to the last minute. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I'm a big stand-up comedy guy myself. I don't know about you, Max, but I go to stand-up comedy shows all the time. I'm seeing Jerry Seinfeld in April. I cannot wait. I have seen him live before, and he's fantastic. But of course, there are a bunch of sporting events that we all are going to want uh, to go to this year, and Game Time is the place where you should go and do that. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on college for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed also guaranteed that i need a second segment sip in every show so let's get to conference play here max the ducks open wait, wait with real quick before we do that i just wanted to say i don't want to like chop things up but like the 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 fluency the fluidity with where which you you get into these ad reads, you just like <laughs> unmatched. I, I'm kind of happy I don't have to do that on my show because it feels like a little pressure to like break it up. But dude, you just crush that every time. Well, it's so organic. I I appreciate that. We work very very hard at the Locked On Network to give our sponsors the appreciation that that they deserve. And you know, it turns out when you do something. 10 times a week for many, many weeks over the course of a year and a half or so, you can get decently good at it, and it creates the best experience for, for all parties involved. So let's get to Pac-12 play, because Colorado is Oregon's first Pac-12 game, which got spicier when Dan Lanning said, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to remember what they won in this conference. Did they do anything? I don't know. And, and then all the realignment stuff happened, and that kind of has gotten thrown away. I'm sure the comments will resurface by the time this game comes around. But 
I feel the same about Colorado as I do about Stanford the following week, which is on the road at the farm. These should be, and I expect them to be, comfortable Oregon wins because I watched Dan Lanning's team last year do something that Oregon, frankly, didn't do as often as I would have liked in 2021. And that was blow teams out and win comfortably games that you should win comfortably. And I think that's one of the biggest feathers in Dan Lanning's cap from the 2022 season. I know there were some drawbacks, the fourth down uh, decisions not everyone was happy with, the defensive collapses, but there was a great defensive showing against Utah. I think that's one of them. I think winning games like Arizona and and Cal and Colorado in, in the fashion in which you should is what gives me confidence because I think this team is better in many respects, particularly on defense than they were a season ago. I don't think they'll get a major push from Colorado or or Stanford. I think the Buffs are the better of the two teams, but we've got them at home. So I I think this will be a pair of wins for the Ducks and maybe Colorado pushes them a tad more early in the game than they did last year. But I I think overall, this is is a 2-0 stretch for Oregon. Yeah, I would definitely agree with those games, Spencer. Um, not that I'm just trying to agree with you on everything like we talked about before <laughs> we hit record, but um, that Colorado game is going to be an interesting one um, because Oregon's going to get to go against Shadour Sanders, who's uh, a talented dual-threat guy that can hurt you with his legs too. And I think that by the end of that game, they're going to have uh, played four games and two of those games, maybe even three uh, because we're hearing about Portland State's quarterback. They're going to be good tests in terms of just this defensive front for Oregon and how well they can contain mobile quarterbacks. So I think that's kind of a, a little headline or you know tidbit between the lines. Um, but yeah, I think Colorado likely will be better than Stanford this year just because of the tremendous talent, uh, the tremendous quantity of talent that Deion Sanders has brought in to Boulder. Um, and Stanford is... is uh, a program that I'd honestly like to see do well. I think maybe Oregon fans wouldn't like to hear that, but I grew up in the Bay going to those games um, and they were definitely one of the more underrated brands in college football. They might be headed to the ACC. They might be in the ACC by the time uh, this (laughs) this posts with the way that the news is developing. Um, But yeah, those should be two wins for Oregon. Um, I could definitely see Colorado giving them a little bit uh, of trouble, but in the end, it's two games they should win. Stanford's a road game, so you never know. Uh, but I think Oregon's going to hopefully do better, um, certainly for, for Dan Laney and the defensive staff's sake, uh, defending some of these big wide receivers, t- uh, tight end hybrids that, that Stanford has really become known for. Will we see them kind of have those kind of guys under Troy Taylor? Uh, remains to be seen. But, yeah, not two games that are giving me a whole lot of concern there. Yeah, Stanford's quarterback situation up in the air and not inspiring one way or the other. I I loved what you brought up about Shadur Sanders, though. I think that will be a great early season barometer. Tyler Shuck will as well, because we remember he's a solidly mobile guy. I think Shadur is a better athlete than uh, than Shuck and maybe has a little bit of a better arm. But they were both four-star quarterbacks coming out of high school and I think when you look at the Washington State game last year and the way the Oregon defense struggled to contain Cam Ward and rush with discipline and you know make him uncomfortable in the pocket, I think if they can do that against Colorado, it'll be a nice encouraging sign. But we'll, uh, honestly, the biggest test like we talked about early in the season is Texas Tech. And, and if they go out and they win that game by 10 points or two scores, um, we'll feel really, really good about, about where they're at. So then comes an interesting stretch in Oregon's schedule. After they play Stanford and Colorado, there's going to be about a month between games played at Autzen Stadium, which is pretty crazy, but it's just 
the way the schedule shakes out this season. So we have a bye after Stanford, in which you and I both think Oregon will be 5-0. and Then we go at Washington on October 14th, before we then play Wazoo, go at Utah, Cal USC at ASU, and then Oregon State at home to end the year. So it's kind of, you know, home heavy, road heavy, home heavy for the schedule. It's not perfectly balanced as Thanos would like it to be throughout the, the, the course of the season. But I look at that Washington game and say, I can see Oregon winning the game. No one's going to be a big favorite. It's a go-either-way game. I, I think Oregon is more than capable. I, I just don't know about the secondary because they struggled to defend the pass last year. I think you're better in the safeties department, but you're now losing Christian Gonzalez, whereas they return both of their top two wide receivers, and they've got good depth behind them as well. I think where Oregon could maybe turn the tide is Washington's replacing a lot on their interior of the offensive line. So if Brandon Dorless or Jordan Birch could make Michael Penix uncomfortable, that would be nice. But I would pick Oregon in this game if last year's game had gone the way it had on the road, but it was at home. And when it's a go-either-way game in college football, I, I lean towards the team that, that that is at home. So I think this is Oregon's first loss of the year, unfortunately. And I, I so, so hope that I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, for the way that Oregon that Oregon Washington game ended last year, like that was one of the few games that I was at in Eugene, and I was like, man, just feeling the the air get sucked out of that stadium was crazy. Um, but a thing that's interesting about this matchup, Spencer, is that um, you might have already known it, but Washington's also coming off of a bye uh, yep. heading into this Oregon game, and who do they play before that? They play Arizona on the road in Tempe, and I think we can both agree that they're going to probably give um, Tucson, Arizona, Arizona's in Tucson. Sorry. Oh, what did I say? You said Tempe. Oh shoot. Well, it's because you're going to Tempe. That's true. I will be in Tempe by the time you listen to or watch this show. I think Arizona is more of a test than Stanford for both of these teams. So maybe that game is, is going to provide us with some late night fireworks or something. Um, But that's just something that I think makes this game that much better. The fact that they both are coming off by weeks this is a rivalry. It's in Seattle. Um, I, I, too, am also thinking about Oregon's defense being the difference maker in this one. I think they both have great offenses, great quarterbacks. Um, but the defense is, is kind of what came down to was one of the deciding factors in last year's game. Um, ben Williams getting beat over the top, uh, not being able to get stops. Um, don't think there were a whole lot of takeaways from, from either team. So Oregon had that interception on the goal line of of Michael Penix. And then we drove down the field. It looked like we had it. And then of course we didn't tragically, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the defenses there. Yeah. So I think if, if Oregon can get after Penix and limit the explosive plays from those wide receivers, I think they can win that game. But as of right now, where we are before the season, I, I don't know how confident I am that either of those things are going to happen. I think I'm more confident that they're going to be able to get after Penix than slow down the wide receivers just because the front seven, the defensive line is a little bit more of a certainty right now uh, than the secondary. But maybe we're singing a different tune when this game's coming around and, and Oregon's secondary is, is clamping down, guys. Um, but right now, oh, my God, this is a tough one. If this game were at home, I think I would give Oregon the edge. But I think I'm going to go ahead and give Washington this one just because they're at home. Um, it's, it's not going to be an easy game by any means, but, oh my God, it really feels like a, a, a coin flip, um, for this one. So I'm going to go ahead and give Washington the edge, but I don't feel good about it. I think yeah. Oregon could, could easily change my mind 
if they take care of business uh, in the five weeks preceding this game. The Texas Tech game is going to be the barometer to tell me how I should feel going into Washington. Sure. Because I think Colorado and Stanford are bottom-level pack teams. You're playing Hawaii, low-level Mountain West, Portland State, FCS. But if I see, like, for me to change my prediction on that game, I would need to see a borderline dominant defensive effort on the road against Texas Tech. I need you to play against a good team on the road with a capable quarterback and hold them in check. But if that doesn't happen, if Shuck goes for 315 yards and three touchdowns, then I, I just don't know if I should expect to feel uh, differently for that Washington game. Um, again, hope I'm wrong there, but that's the way I feel about it. So then they come back home in what is win, lose, or draw in that Washington game. I, I think the biggest trap game of the year against Washington State. We lost that game right up until we didn't uh, to the Cougs and Pullman last year. Cam Ward is back. He's going to be tough to stop. I think Jake Dickert's a good football coach. I think Oregon's okay here, but we're either going to be coming off another loss to our rival or a big win against our rival. And either way, you can be poised with college kids for an emotional letdown the following week. I think it's big that we have Washington State at home right there. I think that's a scheduling break for the Ducks. I would hate to play Washington on the road and then someone else on the road. So I think the Ducks will beat the Cougs, bounce back, go and go to 6-1. and one. Yeah, th- this game, oh, yeah, it, it does kind of feel trappy-ish, um, especially because of how close this game was last year on the road in Pullman. Um, I think that Wazoo is a team that is always a little bit of a wild card. At least that's the persona that they took on with with Mike Leach. And I think Cam Ward's a good quarterback. So I think that they'll go as far as he can take them. And maybe they go into this game this season feeling kind of deflated just with all the conference realignment stuff. Or maybe they go into this game, which I'm sure Jake Dickert would love them to, saying, hey, take no prisoners. We got nothing to lose here, boys. Let's just, you know, this is probably our last season in the pack. Let's just go out guns blazing and just try to cause some chaos. And that's certainly what they would be capable of doing uh, when they come to Eugene for that October 21st matchup. But I think by this point, I think Oregon's really, really uh, humming. And um, Dan Lane's going to get these guys right. So I think that that should be a win for Oregon, but maybe it's one that comes a little bit harder than it should. Like it's a little bit harder to get that win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could definitely see that. I, I think it'll be a motivating factor for the Cougs. Would be my guess. The whole conference realignment thing. Like, hey, nobody wants you. Why don't you show them what they don't want? You know, I, I think that's kind of the edge that that they're more likely to play with. But I, I just, th- you know, I like landing. Of course, I think Dickard is one of the best defensive minds in in the conference you know i I think dickard is up there you look at trent bray at oregon state uh kyle weddingham of course at at utah and landing has a chance to elevate himself into that that threshold as a head coach hasn't done that yet based on what we saw last year the defense had its moments but had too many down moments for me to say he's you know one or two but i i really think that uh dickard is a solid football coach and you can't overlook the kooks there but i do think oregon wins speaking of kyle whittingham until I see Cam rising out or evidence to the contrary, I, I struggle picking against Utah in Salt Lake City, which is where Oregon has them. I do expect this to be more competitive than the 2021 visit we took to Salt Lake City and, and Rice Eccles Stadium, which is a beautiful venue for football, by the way. I've been in a uh, press box on a call for a game before, and it is absolutely gorgeous. Fans are awesome. Um, I think this is Oregon's second loss uh, of the season. And I think things get a lot better from there. But 
that that is that is just not an easy football game to win. Yeah. Um this is an interesting one because Oregon won a close one last year against Utah at home in Eugene in what was the defense's best performance of the year. Easily. Uh, uh, hobbled Bo Nix uh, after that Washington loss. Um, so they really proved, I think, that they have a lot of heart in, in that win uh, over Utah. And I think that, like we've kind of talked about, the theme of great quarterback play continues. I think Oregon's going to be pretty tested in terms of being able to slow down Cam Rising. So I'm not crazy confident about it, but I'm going to go ahead and give Oregon the win here. Mm. I think Oregon, Oregon like is it. looking, looking to find those moments where Dan Lanning just proves that he's the guy long term and that he can help the Ducks take that next step. Whether the, I, right now, I think it doesn't feel like the next step, but for where Oregon's at as a program, getting back to the Pac-12 title game is the next step. That's what they have to do to kind of check the boxes that they need to. But along the way, you're going to have games like this where you're like, dang, like that that was a statement. And if Oregon can win uh, at Utah, something that very few schools have been able to do, they open the season uh, against Florida this week. I think that that's going to go a long way in, in helping Oregon just reach their full potential. So I'm not crazy confident saying this, but they have an experienced quarterback in Bo Nix who has great composure and can really rally the troops. And uh, I think that you're you, right now by making this pick, I'm confident that Oregon's defense is going to be heading in the right direction and ready to slow down a guy uh, like Cam Rising um, in, in that game. Next game for the Ducks is Cal at home. Now, I'm higher than most on Cal, although the sportsbooks kind of agreed with me because they moved up their win total from 4.5 to 5.5 this offseason, which, hey, um, clearly they listened to Locked on Pac-12 down there in Las Vegas at, at, at the big sportsbooks. But... I think Cal is is going to be pesky. I think they'll be annoying. I think they're a 500 football team. I don't think they're going into Autzen Stadium and, and and winning. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think this is definitely a, a game that Oregon should win. Um, granted, last year I was at that game in Berkeley, and um, that was a game that gave Oregon a little bit more than they probably expected. It was a slow um, start. It was a slow start, but I mean, that was kind of, it felt like we were a little bit in the Mario Cristobal days. It's like, oh, here we go again. Uh, a team that Oregon should be just destroying is kind of hanging around there. It's got some some errors here and there. They're making it a little interesting, but they were able to pull away. Um, so I think that I, I'm interested to see what Cal's quarterback does, the, the transfer from TCU. Sam Jackson, um, the fifth. Sa- yep. Sam Jackson. Dynamic athlete. Um, but again, I think that goes back to my point of Oregon's schedule making them battle tested and putting them against good quarterbacks. Uh, I don't think he's in the upper half of the quarterbacks in the the conference. So I think Oregon should be able to get that one done pretty handily. Last three games of the year, USC at home, Arizona state on the road against our old pal, Kenny Dillingham, and then Oregon state at home. I have these all down as wins for the ducks. And again, USC is a go either way game. Utah go either way game. Washington go either way. Oregon State and Texas Tech, I think, are of equal difficulty in that I can see a world in which Oregon loses, but I feel, you know, 55, 60% confident that they're going to be able to win. So with the Beavs, I just can't see it. Like, they outplayed them for three quarters, and then they lost it in the fourth, couldn't adjust, special teams disasters. I think they win at Austin Stadium this year. And the USC game, again, it's, it's a coin flip. 
it's a coin flip and I lean just like I did with the Washington game towards the team that is at home. And so I think this is after the Utah game. I think that's the last time Oregon loses before they probably return to the Pac-12 championship game if uh, if they do have this stretch. So where do you where do you feel on uh, where do you sit on those those three games? SC at home at ASU and then Oregon State at home. Well, I'll say this. I think most fans would agree with me when I say that if you are able to get a win at Utah on the road in Salt Lake, that should only make you more confident that you're able to to win this USC game. I'm not yep. saying it makes it like, oh, no, no problem. Oregon should be able to win that game. <laughs> yeah, it'll be USC the, by 30. Yeah, that no, won't happen. No, you're, you're going against the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams. And um, I think, too, uh, I need to like grind the tape some more and see what's going on. But I think when this game rolls around, I think Oregon's going to have the better defense of the two teams, um, which could really go a long way in, in determining what happens in the outcome of this game. So I'm going to go ahead and give Oregon the win over USC and Caleb Williams in another statement win for Dan Lanning, probably his biggest conference win, I would think, to date um, since he took over as head coach uh, of the Ducks. So you wanted all three, so I got USC, and then just go right along to yeah, yeah, just keep Arizona rolling. State. Okay, Arizona State. Uh, I think this is another game that's pretty trappy, um, if we wanted to call it that. I know we talked about the Wazoo game, kind of resembling that. Things aren't usually too easy for Oregon in the desert. At least that's been the trend. Uh, we'll see if it's one they can buck this year. Uh, I think it's a game that Oregon should win, but uh, I, I, but maybe Kenny Dillingham gets a a couple of uh, tricks up his sleeve and and kind of has a couple of plays that make him smile and like, hey, take that, Dan, uh, after he worked on his staff um, just for, for last year. But you're going against a true freshman quarterback, I think, that and Jaden Rashada, um, that should uh, make it a little bit easier maybe to rattle him and uh, give Oregon the edge defensively. And then Oregon State, you're back home in Eugene uh, in a game that is going to have a tremendous uh, amount riding on it, like we talked about with uh, Wazoo, you know, they have to figure out what they're doing with the conference realignment stuff. But this is a game that Oregon would really, really like to win um, based on how things went last year. Out in I think Corvallis. just for the fans, Max, not that Washington is unimportant because that's probably number two. But like the Oregon State game is the most important game to win as we go to the Big Ten and they get left behind. Like you, you got to win that football game. You absolutely do have to win that game because because Oregon fans – if they lose that game, they're going to be like, well, we're going to the Big Ten. And then Oregon State's going to be like, well, scoreboard, we, we just beat you, so have fun in the Big Ten. Um, so I'd hope that they can continue that rivalry. We'll have to see how the logistics work out. But that's going to be a tough game for sure. Um, we'll see what DJ Uyunglele is looking like. Maybe Mateo can sack his older brother in that game. That would be pretty cool storyline. Um, but I think I'm going to say win. Uh, I'm less confident than I am uh, in that win over Arizona State. Um, but, man, it, it's good that really? it's coming. Well, I'm – yeah, I think the Oregon State game is going to be – Whoa, whoa less confident State. in the Oregon yeah. State win. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Right. I, I, I could have okay. worded yeah. that better. Yeah, I could have worded no, that I, better. I got you. Um, but it's, it's good that this game comes at the end of the season. It's good and bad. But I think it's good because Oregon should be playing at a peak level. You're at home. And it's just a great opportunity to be like, let's just throw out last year because that's not what Dan Landing's football team should look like. Yeah, so that means once we tally everything up, I've got the Ducks in the regular season going 10-2. and two. Max has got them at 11-1. and one. I think that's certainly possible. Um, j- just like really, really quick to end the show today, Max. I, I think the everything goes 
wrong but everyone's healthy scenario is eight and four. And I think where you have the Ducks going is kind of the high end. I, I think this is an eight to 11 win team given the schedule. And I think 11 is more likely than eight. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit more um, you know enthusiastic or buying the stock a little bit more than you are. Um, but hey, that's that's okay. I think it makes for some fun discussion. Well, um, I hope I hope you're right. I would yeah. rather be eleven and one than ten and two. That's uh, that's, that's I will say that's for dang sure. anything less than ten wins would definitely feel like a tremendous letdown. Um, which is depends that- depends on what it looks like and who you've lost to. I do tend to agree because nine wins means you probably are not making the Pac-12 title game. Exactly. And if if Oregon does not get to the Pac-12 title game, that's a disappointment. I completely agree. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. You got you got to get back to that, or else yeah, uh, it's it's not a good season. Yep, I'm I'm with you there. Max is eleven and one. I'm ten and two. Hopefully, Max is right. Max Torres at M Torres Sports on Twitter. We'll have Eric Scopel hopefully on the show tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. But Max, thank you so much for coming on. As always, man. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, Spencer. Appreciate everyone listening. I'll see you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, go Ducks.